BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. One, two, three. I'm still on and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I'm here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I've given amazing leadership. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today on a Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know, ladies' choice. Anybody uh, got a nominee? 
Hmm. Hmm. Witches. Did you see Trump's tweet? It's a witch hunt. Is that a witch hunt? Is that all it says? Yeah, Yeah. witch hunt, all capitals, I think a single exclamation point. Yeah, right. So it doesn't. Well, I'm in. Do you need a license for that, Trump witches? So you're telling me his tweet is two words. Exclamation point. With an exclamation point. All caps. Right. Witch hunt! Right. Or is it one word? A compound word. Witch hunt! Well, either way. But that's all he says. That's that's Mm. that. Yeah, and right. Do we know what he's talking about? Well, he's talking about the, the ongoing the investigation probe. into yeah. Russia. Pro- yeah. yeah. Witch hunt! Any, Collusion! Any yeah. particular aspect of it? I'm actually looking at it now. Nobody with any sense. <laughs> nobody but MSNBC <laughs> is still trotting out the collusion thing. Or, or but, you know, the, the, the HuffPo. Uh, Witch hunt! <laughs> there you go. Witches. Very good. Oh, there's Man- one. Oh, Manafort's going to be in prison the rest of his life, but because he's, he's a witch, he's been a crook his whole life <laughs> for witchery. <laughs> you, you spend your whole life as a crook, you might end up in jail. The rest of his life, you think? Well, it's mostly tax evasion and stuff, right. isn't it? Huge amounts of money. It'll be right. enough to be a he's, decade or more, and he's seventy years old. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. always forget yeah. how old yeah. he is because yeah. he dyes his hair. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, Paul. I, it's, I it, as if you don't have enough problems, I've outed you. So if he knows anything. If he does know anything, he certainly might willing be willing to flip since he will die in prison or with be, the charges he's got against him. Or because he's completely amoral, he might flip, though he has nothing. He'll make stuff up. There's some belief that if he did flip, the kind of people, the Russian end of it, they'd uh-huh. kill him. So, I mean, you got... Ooh, wow, yeah, he's sitting there in prison and some uh, guy from the, down the cell block says... Look, I got these Twinkies. Would you like to have one of them? <laughs> yeah. And before he knows it, he's got yep. a belly full of polonium. So you're facing the yeah. rest of your life in jail, which you've been living, you know, he's doing the $10,000 suits and pretty fancy lifestyle. Dying in prison probably doesn't sound that pleasurable. The president could pardon you, perhaps. Oh, boy. Or if you flip to stay out of jail, the Russians will murder you. So that's your well. That's one of the reasons you don't want to get into a life of crime, kids. You end up with these tough decisions. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to whip up sympathy for? Paul? I'm not. Yeah, stop I'm it. Just, I'm not. Yeah. All right. I have no sympathy for him. For Listen whatever. to Jack. I thought he was a crook the first time I ever laid eyes on him. Well, he looks like a cartoon villain. Yeah. Well, it turns out he is. He's a real villain. Right. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm all right. Don't have too much to say, but I'd like to do a little public service. Just a reminder to people that we are still taking tips on the Natalie Woods uh, possible murders. <laughs> Armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> yes, we Thank do. You. We do own Armstrongandgetty.com yes, now. Yeah. We had to pay very large sum to get it. We were willing to go three figures. Mm-hmm. When the guy realized low three, when the guy realized we were willing to go <laughs> low, low three figures, he just gave it to us because he he felt sad for us actually. Well, I guess. a lot of people do. <laughs> so now we have ArmstrongandGetty.com. And just a reminder, you can remain anonymous. Exactly. <laughs> With Almost your Natalie Wood tips. Out. Right. Thank you. Yeah, we've got thousands, Michael. We need you to go through them. By the way. There is uh, Positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I was delighted to learn of the return of my favorite TV show from actually two years ago. It took a full year off in in between uh, Atlanta coming back this Thursday. It was uh, the the best show on TV when it originally aired. Uh, took a month off because the creator of it uh, was uh, making some movies. He had to go play in some Star Wars stuff. 
Uh, but now it's back, and it's airing on Thursday, and I'm uh, really excited. Gonna, yeah, gonna check that one out. I remember all the buzz about that. I didn't realize it had gone away was why I hadn't heard any buzz. I like that. That needs to happen more often. You know what? I'm busy, or I don't have a good, I don't have a good idea right now. Let's just wait until I have something good. Right. As opposed to... We'll bring in a baby and crank out some more shows. Well, the idea of we'll just crank them out till you're exhausted. Right. Without, well, they, they take little breaks, you know, during the quote-unquote off-season. But, yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll trot it out. We'll see in a couple of years if we can get the cast together. If not, meh. Or you can be dancing with the stars. You do five seasons per year, no matter who you can get to dance. Right. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I just want to encourage everyone to gather up the family, gather up the kids, head over to IHOP. This is not a commercial. It is National Pancake Day. IHOP. Wow, we're seven... going for pancakes today, not the IHOP. But... IHOP from 7 this morning until 7 tonight. Give you a free short stack. They're asking for charitable contributions. And i got to tell you, Shriners Hospital for Children gets a lot of those contributions. Ah, yes. And over the years, I've had some uh, personal contact with the Shriners people, and they are really great people. Down, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's a terrific cause. Yeah. Plus, eating as many pancakes as you can is just a good idea. Of course. Yes. Right? right? Of course. Mm-hmm. I think any doctor would tell you. Eat until you can't until you're, it's painful. You can't eat anymore. You're afraid you'll throw up. Well, anybody would tell you that, especially <laughs> especially if you're over the age of thirty. Right. It's, just, it's just smart. Well, well, it virtually assures that you will not starve to death. So, what doctor could be against that? Sure, with lots of butter, lots of syrup oh, on sure. top. Oh yeah, Yum. needless to say, pancakes, eggs, etc. Yes, Is that kind of a play on words. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is. How did it get to be? Tuesday, February 27th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, here we go. Here's the show beginning at, uh, according to FCC rules or eggs, at Mark. My personal belief is that we don't need more gun control. We need more idiot control. There you go, more idiot control. Oh, was that the pithy man from Louisiana, John Kennedy? It is. Who heard, I heard him recently say, he said, I got advice long time ago. Just be yourself. Unless you suck, then don't be yourself. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> and he's like a 75-year-old man, which right. makes it extra funny. Just be yourself, unless you suck. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, gun control front and center in Congress and the White House. Soaring homeless populations and street-related poo problems cutting into West Coast tourism. And why today's kids... Have trouble holding a pencil or a pen. They're losing their manual dexterity. Oh, no. Grip strength. Coming up. 635 Armstrong and Giddy. Lack of grip strength. Isn't that the name of the president who just snubbed our, the president of Mexico? Manuel Dexterity? Yeah, just had right. that uncomfortable talk with the, the, uh, the with conversation. Trump? Yeah. yeah. How does the bag of mail look? Oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's bursting with, uh, with goodness. Awesome. Um, Utilizing the brand new email address. Very exciting. Trump said a lot of interesting stuff yesterday in front of those governors. I want to play some of that. Really interesting stuff. Um, About the NRA, about cowardice, about all kinds of things. Hope you can stick around. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. TV. I'm excited about this new book. 
Bachelor Nation inside the world of America's favorite guilty pleasure. Oh, wait a minute. Behind the scenes of The Bachelor. Wow. I'm is already, the author making the rounds? I think so. I'm already liking some of it. He gives he carries around a, a pocket full of hundred dollar bills and gives hundred dollars to the producers for various things. If you can get, I guess they like different producers handle different women and stuff like that of the bachelors, the girls trying to get the bachelors' attention, vice versa. He carries around all these hundred dollar bills. If you can get him to cry, he'll give you a hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> oh, give me give me one minute. If you can catch him throwing up, you get a hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, America needs this book desperately. <laughs> I can't, I want to know. I want to read the whole thing cover to cover twice. And I don't even watch the show. Yeah, I'm behind. The uh, the short Are you the <laughs> the short haired girl that ran away from home to be on The Bachelor, and that was discovered that she wasn't a missing person. She was on The Bachelor. Mm. That's where I am on the show. Ah, uh, and caught up to that. And they got a gay feller choosing between the women this time. Well, not officially, but he. Yeah. Mm. Is your gay alarm going off? Yeah, but my gaydar is no better than anybody else's. Not yeah. very good. Well, all right then, mailbag. I run around with a stack of hundred dollar bills as well. If anybody can write an email that makes me laugh, I hand it to them. They disclose something really embarrassing about their personal life. Again, Ben Franklin changes hands. Ah, boy, Ian from Tijuana weighing in once again. We already have a uh, an international show. A border-straddling show. About a month before my uncle died, he covered his back with grease. He went downhill fast. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I believe that tale to be apocryphal. Wow. A couple of uh, final Olympic-related notes. First of all, here's Brian in Minnesota. Guys, I've gone to this joint a couple of times. Really fun to have beer and watch the curling teams play from your table. It's the Crooked Pint in Chaska, Minnesota. Chaska, which is the gateway to Eden Prairie, which is the gateway to Minnetonka, which is the gateway to Edina, which is the gateway to Minneapolis. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, it's a bar. You sit there and look. They got a big old uh, curl. It's hard to see, but I would love that big uh, curling center there, so you can watch the curlers curl. I like bar games. I like pool. I like darts. I like shuffleboard. Sure. Next up. Go take a man. They've had the ice for three games in a row. They got to be pretty good. But you're just liquored up enough to think you can take them. It's an all excuse to convince yourself that you're not just sitting there drinking your life away. Ah. Winner stays, challenger pays. Come on, next up. Exactly. Right? Uh, nice note from Brian in Ohio. I made this observation a years ago after an Olympic closing, and I'm going to say it again. Well, Brian, we both have the memory of 140 year olds, so you can you know you can reuse the same material once a week if you want. But uh, Brian says, I'm going to say it again. I find it amazing that the European dude that is head of the Olympics will address the largest gathering of people from around the globe in accented English. Yet I need to select that language on an ATM in Ohio. No freaking kidding. KPOFE, keep pressing one for English. Uh, Well, as I've said throughout my life, a little bit of me dies every time I have to do that. Barack Obama said the same thing, by the way. Yeah, he did. Back in the day. And I tell you what, you you banks, you businesses, you whomever, if you want to offer people press uh, uno for for Spanish, that's fine. But if you make me select English, I hate you a little bit in that moment. Just so you know. 
Now the constructive criticism portion of mailbag. First initial A. Ugh, A&G's first guest was this was some jihadist who was swooning over his favorite vacation spots in Muhammad land. And the next guest was Carlo the Libtard Dyke from Politico going into orgasm over women's marches. Is Sean the annoying metrosexual fag booking A&G's guests again? Wow, that is a... Uh, why, why, what do you get out of the show that you like? What can't do you like I, about listening? Can't imagine. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know. Uh, let's see. That's funny. After the show, we both uh, we, we all agreed those were both great guests we need to have on more often. So... There's your that's well, how we felt about it. So I'm misguided. You are. Here's a little hint, by the way. I actually tweeted about this last night. Uh, y'all who send that sort of email, when I get done reading them, I don't think, "Oh my God, what what should we do?" No, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> I'm thinking about, wow, what kind of unhappy twistoid nutbag is that? I mean, I appreciate it. It's like a, a trip to the human zoo. But if you think you're like sitting a straight or something, eh, hey, go ahead. Just reminds me, I sent an email when I was angry last night. Mm, you didn't dangerous. see my tweet. Well, always I dangerous. wrote, you write it. Uh, How did I describe it? Uh, a s- smug little pissant troll. I wrote my reply. Then instead of hitting send, I hit delete. I was cleansed. I wrote an email. I reread it many times to make mm. sure I wasn't, because I was angry. Okay. Made sure I wasn't. I don't think I was. I'll have to relook at it this morning. Mm. I hope I don't look at it this morning. It's like, ooh. And the later in the day it is, because I think I sent it at like 9.45. The later in the day, (laughs) you know, people can assign all kinds of things to that. Reading it today. You know what? I don't even think I've ever really met that person's mother. (laughs) (laughs) If you get an email from somebody and they seem angry and it's like 10 o'clock at night, you think, all right. Mm. (laughs) It's got to be a sliding scale. (laughs) They've had a couple of drinks. They're there. They're winding down at the end of a long day. It's just, I can't even work up anger after a couple of drinks at the end of a long day. But, you know, I don't know your circumstance. Uh, let's see. I never have a couple of drinks. So ah. Not, if I'd have had a couple of drinks, I probably would have let it go. Right. Um, a quote. This is from uh, Carrie in Birmingham, Alabama. We already have a national show. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, a quote I just saw about the horrible situation in Florida. Last month, we were locking up detergent from these kids. Now we should listen to them on gun control. What a time to be alive. Uh, there's an interesting back and forth on that. Uh, we'll have to get to that later. Um, uh, the, the crowd that doesn't agree with the kids uh, thinks the media is not being fair in their handling of them. So we'll get into that later. Okay. Interesting. You can uh, be a referee on that. Uh, continuing on with the constructive criticism, uh, first of all, uh, the Swiss cheese model is Jim's theme. Yes, enforce the gun laws we already have. As anyone who's ever worked in industrial safety knows, safety controls are like slices of Swiss cheese. Every now and then, the holes line up and some bad news gets through. Yes, close the holes in the slices we already have. That's a good point. It's one of those things. There there wasn't one factor that caused the problem. There are two or three contrib- contributing factors. The holes lined up. That's a good metaphor. And if you're a real stickler for the little things, the holes never line up. Uh, w- right. Right. However, this is also why we implement redundant controls when the consequences are too high. I would say the death of school children is too high a consequence. Armed guards? Yes. Armed teachers? Why not? But there was an armed sheriff at the school and he failed. He's a hole in the cheese. He's a cheese hole. But how we? How about we do something about the guns, too? We can do both. 
Then he says, by the way, I've been a big fan for well over a decade. I'm also a gun owner. I'm not very impressed by your discussions on this particular issue, though. Well, thank you for that useful and constructive criticism. We have once again failed to please all of the people all of the time in a way that you have done nothing to point out specifically what you're talking about. So we'll just uniformly be better, Jim. (laughs) Thank you for that incredibly vague and high-handed lecture. I don't like your email. Well, I really like the first two-thirds of it. But the last third sucked. Oh, boy. Moving along. See, it's not late in the evening, and I haven't had a couple of drinks. There you go. You know what? This is a Jeff from Walnut Creek. Uh, nice feller. Pleased to announce I've hit my one-year anniversary as a fag. Congratulations, Jeff. We have a bottle opener for you. Armstrong and Getty bottle opener on the way. Or if you'd prefer the fly swatter. Uh, I'm one lucky guy. Oh, I'm sorry. More importantly, my wife has now declared herself as an official fag. That's fabulous. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. I'm one lucky guy. Please keep up the good work in the fight to maintain a voice of logic and sanity during these crazy times of emotional thinking. I'm doing my best to stomp out this cancer by bringing to my kids and my kids' friends the concept of emotional thinking. Now it blinds one's mind to learning and discovery. Keep up the good fight. And then he said he really, really wants us to post um, a list of um, books that rank among our favorites. The only way that's possibly going to happen is if Hanson, the executive producer, badgers us regularly because I have the memory of a 140-year-old. And I'll sit here and think, I can think of one book I liked. And then I'll go home and I'll page through my shelf because I mostly read real books and then go through my Kindle and the rest of it and I'll crank out a, another, a list, a complete list, and Jack will do the same. But it's going to take many days till we remember and or find the time. But a lot of people ask for that, so maybe we'll do that. You know what I hate about the ebooks? I read almost exclusively electronic books. Mm-hmm. So I highlight stuff. At some point, if you haven't accessed the book in a long time, it gets uh, saved to the archive and all your highlights go away. Oh, no. And that really sucks. Why would that be? I don't know, but it's it's awful. You read a 900-page nonfiction book and you highlight your favorite parts of it and right. that's gone. Which is really, you know... Almost enough to push me back into paper books. It won't, but... You could copy and paste those sections into a file that you never look at. Yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's a few clicks. Um, So Marshall's News on the way. Trump said some interesting stuff. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting times, and a lot of it because Donald Trump, listening to him talk yesterday, and he, he's just a different cat in that it's not on his mind what the usual political battle lines are. He just doesn't care. Right. He's, he's a combination of unaware because he's been a businessman, not a politician his whole life, and he doesn't care. He just doesn't care. And some of the things he said yesterday on mental illness, guns, that sort of thing, you, you wouldn't normally hear. It's like a guy same, you... I'm sorry, go ahead. Out of the same person. It's like a guy who wanders into the middle of the Game of Thrones and just says, Who are those guys in a fur? What the hell is that all about? Right. He doesn't know the alliances and the the, the, the debts owed. and the, which You is, dare not. Which is an advantage, I think. I, I, well, America was dying for it, I think. You we'll know, it's see. funny. I listened to him talking to governors, uh, the governors yesterday about guns and other things. And yeah. There are a couple of things he said that I thought were idiotic. Then a couple of things I thought, that is exactly why he got elected. Because he just answered them like a real person yep. and didn't do the kabuki theater. Right. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, you're talking about President Trump. He's going to be meeting with congressional leaders tomorrow. And yesterday, he did sit down with the nation's governors, where Trump, in part, went after the sheriff's deputies 
who didn't move against the shooter at that Florida high school. The way they performed was, frankly, disgusting. They were listening to what was going on. The one in particular, he was then, he was early. Then you had three others that probably a similar deal a little bit later, but a similar kind of a thing. You know, I really believe, you don't know until you test it, but I think, I, I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. And I think most of the people in this room would have done that too, because I know most of you. But the way they performed was was really a disgrace. Now, I've heard that um, characterized in the last 24 hours. You know why? Because if you characterize it, it makes him sound like kind of a crazy person. Right. But the way he said it there sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know until you're tested, but... I gotta believe I'd go in there even if I didn't have a gun. Which He's I think talking I'm, about listening to children being murdered, which I right. think a lot of us think, right? Or pray we would, or hope we would. Sure. Yeah. President Trump also vowing to Although turn. Although I tell you what, I blasted Barack Obama for prematurely saying all we know is the police acted stupidly in the one inf- infamous incident with the uh, the professor and the beer summit and the rest of it. Right. So let's wait to figure out what happened. Those three later arriving guys, I've heard like a sentence about that. Don't, I don't think many facts no, are known. Don't know that story. The so first, let's not rush to judgment. The first guy, I think it's pretty clear cut. Um, His lawyer claims that he thought the gunfire was outside the At school. this right. point, having That's thought right. about how to get out of this problem. And having resigned immediately and gone into hiding. Right, right. yeah. Uh, President Trump also is vowing to turn grief into action after the mass shooting at the high school in South Florida. It happens. A week goes by. Let's keep talking. Another week goes by. We keep talking. Two months go by. All of a sudden, everybody's off to the next subject. Yep, that's what happens. It's a pretty good description. Yep. Yep. Trump also coming out in favor of the NRA, or at least saying, you know, we need to work with the NRA. They're not bad people. These guys are great patriots. They're great people. And they want to do something. They're going to do something. They're going to do it, I think, quickly. I think they want to see it. So anyway, it was a wide-ranging discussion with the governors yesterday. We have a a much longer version of that NRA thing that's pretty interesting. We'll get to that later. And a quick note on the NRA. I wanted to bring this up. So you got... uh so the NRA tweeted something, and they used a GIF from the show uh, Parks and Rec with Amy Poehler, blah, 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 saying thank you. Um, so several people from the show tweeted their anger at that using the same language. Both Poehler and comedian Nick Offerman, who I'm a big fan of, both used the same phrase. Um, blah, 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 our good-hearted show represent the opposite of your pro-slaughter agenda. Wow. And then Nick Offerman said the NRA has a pro-slaughter agenda. Wow. We're trying to line up an uh, editorial writer who's uh, is, uh, what's he, he's positing this morning in the Washington Post is that we live in an era where everybody goes to thermonuclear rhetorical weapons as their opening gambit. Yeah. And how incredibly unhelpful that is. And I think that's a good example. The idea that the people of the NRA have a pro-slaughter agenda. What have you done? Do you think, Nick Offerman, because I, I think very highly of you and, and your talents. Do you think anybody, a member or, or an executive in the NRA, hears that and thinks, wow, it's time to reassess what we think? No, of course not. You're not helping. Well, and some of the NRA folks said some pretty over-the-top stuff at CPAC right. the other day about the motivations of the people who, uh, they don't care about kids getting slaughtered. All they care about is, you can't say that. Yeah. I mean, that that's crazy. 
Yeah. And Donna Lash, Donna, or what's her name? Lash, 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 um, talking about how the cable news loves a mass slaughter. They love a school shooting. Yeah, you can't say that. You know, I get what you're driving at, but again, you went thermonuclear when you could have made the point in a lot more subtle and helpful way. Right. But, you know, subtlety and helpfulness are not exactly the, uh, you know, the most common things you see these days. That was our original air name, subtlety and uh, helpfulness. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a really positive show. We were like the two chipmunks. You ever see that yeah. cartoon? After you, no, after you, no, after you. Yeah. Mm. Indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> no ratings. No ratings. <laughs> no, it failed. Tourism officials are blaming homelessness for a lower-than-anticipated number of visitors to San Francisco. Well, that surprises me, because I've been hearing for from year, for years and years and years, tourists and others saying, scary, dirty, unpleasant, we'll never go again. And when we brought it up, people would say, oh, they're stupid, angry, conservative types, listen to them, they just hate diversity, or... The homeless or something. Or you can so, go yeah, to, this comes as a real shock. Or you can go to New York City on vacation. Now, I haven't for a while. Maybe it's changed. But the last time I was there, we did the whole, you know, go to a Broadway show, all right, that sort of stuff. Right. I didn't see one single homeless person the whole time I was there. You go to San Francisco and do all the tur- tourist stuff, you're going to step in human poo and have somebody get in your face. Almost guaranteed. You just hope your needle puncture wound isn't infected by the poo you just stepped in. <laughs> or that the guy that gets in your face doesn't actually right. want to fight you. Yeah, hotel surveys show the number one complaint is the city's homelessness and related street hygiene issues. They mean poo. Oh. Street hygiene Yes, yes Sean, poo. is a sick enough. That's right. <laughs> and most kids are really great at swiping the screen of a smartphone or a tablet, but many are struggling these days to even hold a pencil. This is not a joke. According to British doctors, children use technology so much that their hand muscles are not developing properly. In fact, kids are entering school with less hand strength and dexterity than just 10 years ago. Wow, we're evolving to have squinty little eyes and fins. It's obvious. Well, what to do? Experts are saying parents can help by encouraging their kids to play with blocks, with crayons, stickers, or pull toys. Use their hands more. And when you break out the iPad, parents should choose apps that use creative drawing and play. Well, not maybe, just maybe, maybe we're not going to need any hand strength in the future. In, yeah. in the future, kids might not do any writing whatsoever. You'll kids, just swipe with your fin. Or yeah. you'll talk into something. Kids are also probably really bad at operating a horse and buggy, too. There's there's times that, you know, <laughs> that, technology wait, that, gets that left was sarcasm. in the past. That was sarcasm. You're not going to have the strength to hand crank your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of these things are missing the point that they, children are being molded for the environment that they will be in. There's going to be a lot more digital manipulating of computer interfaces. Yeah, and then you hand them a pencil and it falls out of their weak, <laughs> weak hand. And they say, what do I do with this stick? Where do I plug it in? Oh, great, great. Come on in, China. We can't even hold a pencil, never mind an M16. Oh, God. And positive Sean is in favor of that. We can strength for our nation's children. Yeah, China's going to take us over with ballpoint pens. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscious of the nation. Conscious of the nation, that's right. It Some... sounds like you're saying the conscious of the nation. We got an email about that. Are you saying conscience or conscious? I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. There's no arguing with that. Fair enough. Fantastic. Uh, man, we, uh, we got something great coming up at 7.04. If you didn't hear the Laura Logan interview... Really good stuff. Things are as ugly in Syria as they've been in the seven-year civil war. 
and how that whole thing is turning out. While, while the world ignores it, by the way. And cheer your fair. Like the worst blunders at job interviews. I have a list. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mexico's president canceled plans for a visit to the White House after a tense phone call he had with President Trump. Apparently Trump spent the entire call pressing one and yelling, English. (laughs) Representative. Representative. That's pretty funny. (laughs) It is kind of funny. Uh, Meanwhile, back at basic training in Sean's America... I'd come out for rifle training, but I don't have the strength to zip up my pants. Where's my mommy? Where's my helicopter mommy? Or he doesn't need rifle training because with his mind, he directs the (laughs) drone to uh, kill the... Yeah, pay no attention to the swarm of drones circling above you, sir. The Neanderthal walking around carrying a gun like it's the year 2010 or something. Yeah, well, we'll see. We will see. We will see. Huh? Um, so I'm going to pull back the <laughs> I want to pull back the curtain here. Pulling back the curtain. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to reveal when you pull back the curtain? Teat. <laughs> you know what, Michael? You're too talented to work, Blue. I'm sorry. We're going to rerun an interview from last week in a few minutes. That's right. It was Friday, wasn't it? I thought briefly we could uh, pretend to pull it off like it was new. Most of you wouldn't know. So we we, heard this data the other day. Um, The audience only hears 20% of the show. Most of the audience hears 20% of the show. Right, because of your schedule. Yeah, sure. The things you have going on, your commute, etc. You miss 80% of the four-hour show that we do, which only makes sense. I hear the same chunk of the radio shows I listen to Every day. Right. Because my schedule doesn't change. Neither does yours. And um, Now, there are some who listen all four hours every day or whatever. And, that is and awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're great. We love you. But we can't design the show exclusively for y'all. No, you could. Well, de- we could. You could make the argument that we do 90 minutes of show and then just, you know, repeat it. I, I would like to make that argument right now. <laughs> every day. Yes. And pay, uh, pay ver- stay the same. Ver- pay would stay the same. I'm down. <laughs> Very few people would... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of yay votes. <laughs> very few people would end up hearing it twice, and it would work just fine. And you yeah. can keep the quality higher, in theory. Mm. But... <laughs> mm. We've tried a lot of things to get the quality higher, Jack. <laughs> in theory, you really concentrate the quality on that, like, 90 minutes, and right. then just repeat that. Right. But uh, anyway, so for you yeah, your podcasters and stuff like that, you're going to say, this is from last week, but... Uh, the interview with Laura Logan was, was I thought, really fantastic, and the people who heard it really liked it. So. Well, here's a, a quick note for you. Craig, the Obamacare lawyer with whom I was bass fishing the other day, listened to the interview twice. Wow. Because he thought, hmm, I want to hear that again. He had some questions, criticisms, uh, 
some follow-up uh, thoughts about Lara's uh, philosophy that perhaps we can consider later, but I think it's definitely worth hearing. And, and again, the vast majority of the audience didn't hear it. Y'all. And one of the reasons why I think it, it, it really makes sense is that it, it does it wasn't necessarily tied to the news of the day. It certainly branched out further into the realms yeah. of the philosophical, right. which uh, yeah. I love. Well, and uh, to the extent it was tied into the news of the day, it was that the Middle East is a violent hell. Well, that'll be true today, next week, and the day I die. Yeah. Probably. They declared that uh, brief ceasefire so the, uh, the folks could uh, get medicine in and the wounded out and all and... The- then somebody bombed the evacuation corridor, and Russia's claiming it was, uh, it was quote-unquote terrorists. Yeah. yeah. It's all-out warfare, going for complete capitulation. That's what it looks like. Career Builder surveyed a whole bunch of human resources managers, and um, boy, half of human resources managers say they know within the first five minutes if a candidate is right for a position. I believe that. I haven't interviewed that many people, but like, I'm just thinking about hiring babysitters. You know, within a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. We had one the other day. It was very clear within a couple of minutes. She didn't want the job. Mm. I mean, and when she left, my wife and I both I said, I don't think she wants it. No, I can tell right away she didn't. Mm. She's just too polite to say, this isn't right for me. Yeah. But uh, oh, same on our end. You well, know, would it within be more polite to say two minutes in? Hey, you know what? I'm going to save us all a lot of time right now. <laughs> I suppose we should, on the other side, if within five minutes we decide, nah. Probably you know, save time by... It strikes us you're a bit of a weirdo. So we could continue to sit here and talking, or you could get your weird ass and get down the road. I'm not that saying, would be doing her a favor. I'm not saying face tattoos are necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Along with your attitude, the face tattoos are just too much. <laughs> right. It's a um, point system. Biggest job interview blunders, according to human resources managers. Reasons they didn't hire somebody. Candidate did not have the skills to do the job and stated, fake it until you make it, is my personal philosophy. <laughs> um, not hiring That's not a good one. <laughs> Candidate asked interviewer if she was qualified to be doing her job. <laughs> I would hire that person on the spot. <laughs> Candidate asked for a cocktail. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Just to loosen up a little. Candidate asked to taste the interviewer's coffee. <laughs> wow. Candidate called a government job something governmenty. <laughs> I want to do something governmenty. If you have that. Uh, candidate came to interview wearing slippers. <laughs> candidate wore a Darth Vader outfit to the interview. Okay. <laughs> well, see, that's trying to be clever and out of the box. I almost appreciate that. <laughs> that's memorable. Yeah, exactly. Candidate leaned far forward with his head down during the first five minutes of the interview. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh. You do what here? Oh. Uh, candidate pulled out a bag of drugs accidentally with his keys. Oh, dang you. Candidate, you want some? Candidate broke out in song in the middle of the interview. This is my favorite one, though. Candidate spent a lot of time quoting Dwight D. Eisenhower, which had nothing to do with the position he was interviewing for. Wow. Had he just finished a paper on Eisenhower for, for college or something? Oh, that's funny. It's funny. That's funny. You know, plans are nothing. Planning is everything. <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes, yes. You seem to be quite an admirer of the general. Uh, they talk about the biggest mistakes. Biggest mistake, uh, failing to make eye contact. This is all body language stuff. Sure. Body language segment. 68% of the human resources uh, people said that failing to make eye contact is a problem. Followed by failing to smile. Nah, I don't smile much. Maybe my jobs I didn't get because I never smiled. This is serious business. Dirt. 
You're deciding to offer money, I'm deciding to work. This is serious. History does not long entrust the care of freedom to the weak or the timid. Sir, I asked you about your employment history. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. uh, (laughs) Playing with something on the table is a no-no. Oh, boy. Playing with something under the table is a yes-yes. Doing anything with your phone is a no-no. Oh, yeah. Appearing arrogant or entitled is a no-no. So keep those in mind as you go off to your job interview. Quote Dwight D. Eisenhower only once, though. Not continually. Apparently, that was the problem. A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. What? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women.